0: Welcome in, everybody. Episode 10, Season 5 of the How You
1: Say Podcast. I'm Boyd. And I'm AJ. And, I don't know, this week was kind of a little boring, right? Nothing big happened this week. What, in our fantasy league?
0: Yeah, I mean, the favorites won pretty much all of the matchups, or at least the better records did. Uh, So it basically went as expected.
1: Yeah, and like high point didn't change
0: that.
1: <laughs> there you were still high point changes
0: right? within the matchups. Yes, uh, we but are now halfway. Sorry, go ahead.
1: You've still got high point though.
0: Right? I yes. So after nine weeks, uh, I still have the most points scored in the league, but my lead shrunk precipitously. There are now, I think, four of us within like 20 points. So it is anybody's race for the next five weeks.
1: Well, let's get into how that happened with our weekly review. Yes. Let's start with my matchup. And to no one's surprise, I lost to Eric, and Eric doubled my score 61 to 123.
0: Yeah, I classic performance, had... classic AJ performance, you might say.
1: Yeah. Um, Tom Brady, revenge game. He scored his actual... What <laughs> no one else, like Trevor Lawrence, the revenge game. No yeah, I, I mean,
0: I would say that there's a lot of revenge games by this time of year because uh, players change hands so often. I have a little oh. revenge game going on my side that we'll get into in a little bit, but yeah, I mean, at this point uh, you've probably traded with half the league, right? So got a revenge game yeah. coming up every week for you. Ezekiel Elliott, unfortunately could not have a revenge game against Eric in this matchup. He was on uh, Eric's bench. Hold on a second. Oh, you don't have Ezekiel. You used to have Ezekiel. Yeah. I had Zeke. I yeah, traded. That's, right. yeah. that's what I was thinking. Should have been a revenge game against you. And sadly yeah. he was like, You did not trade Ezekiel to Eric, though. Yes, you traded him back to Corey. You acquired him from Corey, traded back to Corey. What is the trail of Ezekiel?
1: Oh, I got him from Corey for Joe Mixon, and then I traded him for cash, basically, to Eric. Oh, you did. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh why don't we talk you about your match, right?
0: that? Ezekiel is another Z name. The yes. Second letter of his first name, but uh your quest to acquire all Z names is missing.
1: Maybe points. next year this will be my draft strategy. Zach yeah. Z <laughs> Greg
0: Zerchich. All right, let's move on. Uh, yes, that one had very little playoff implications. Let's move to another one that had very little playoff implications, which was Derek against Danny uh, in the lowest combined scoring match of the week. Derek prevails 82 to 63, moves to 3 and 6. Um, yeah, that's about what we expected out of these teams, right? Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. look, lots of single-digit scores all around. Mm-hmm. At least New Zealand. Marcus
0: Valdez Scantling this time got Danny 1.7 points, which is an improvement of 1.7 points over the last time he started him. Uh, all right, let's move to Barrett against Laura. Barrett prevails 104 to 86. Uh, both teams. Uh, oh no, Laura uh, beat her projections by one point, so only Barrett underperformed here, but it was enough to get the victory.
1: Yeah. A little lucky, Barrett had the 7th highest score, (laughs) Mm -hmm. was facing the 8th highest score. Barrett probably could have had high
0: score had she started Justin Fields, who scored 46.82 points on her bench.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I did a little looking. Uh, This is the 5th time that somebody left 30 points on their bench. 3 of the 5 have been quarterbacks um it but this was the highest this is the most amount of points by a single player left on the bench so far this season so she does have that going for her which is nice
1: do you think she's
0: gonna bench alan Rodgers? yes i do yeah i don't know how you can do any it, we should probably mention uh she does acquire joe burrow for this matchup and we'll get into the trade breakdown later but Now she's got Burrow and Fields. I mentioned a few weeks ago that her quarterbacks were a problem. And uh, Justin Fields turned the corner almost immediately. And so it appears as though she has one trustable quarterback. Just acquired Joe Burrow. So she appears to have two trustable quarterbacks. So there is no need to start uh, Aaron Rodgers unless there's an injury or Joe Burrow's bye week, which happens to be next week.
1: Or that she's engaged with him
0: two uh, i you know what i don't know that that is going to change because uh whatever you got to do to win a fantasy championship uh all is fair in love and fantasy uh special shout out to marcus Mariota scoring 6.66 points probably the reason laura lost
1: yep wonder if they will actually start their better quarterback yeah waiting on my hard to say All right, let's see,
0: we did your matchup already. Let's do my matchup. Uh, I had the, doing quick math here, third lowest score of the week as the first time I have failed to score at least 120 points all season. Just a team wide failure on uh, my boys part. I scored 77.9, which didn't even come close to Ted's 139. Uh, He moves to eight and one, I fall back to five and four. Um, Is this this bye week,
1: or is this what we should expect from your team now?
0: Well, I had no Nick Chubb, no George Kittle, uh, or Pat Fryer move, my backup tight end. Had to go Taysom Hill, and it was 1.2 points this week. Um, I was excited because this was going to be the DJ Moore and Antonio Gibson revenge game on Ted. Uh, Unfortunately, the two of them combined for nine points, so... Uh, not really what I was looking for. Ted gets 37 out of Mahomes, 28 out of Kenneth Walker, and that was almost enough single-handedly to be my team. I guess that would be double-handedly. All right. Uh, so I had my lead shrink in overall points, and that happened because Corey scored a 191.7 points, highest total in the league so far this season. Uh, Takes over the best week crown. Gets within, I think it's 22 points of most points over the season. Just a huge performance uh, on the back of your boy, Joe Mixon. Five touchdowns and 55 points. Yeah, and 30 points off Patriots D. (laughs) Yeah, let's not forget about that.
1: Or points from
0: Travis Etienne. I mean, look, if you're going to score 191, you're going to have multiple 20 pointers probably multiple 30 pointers and almost everybody has to score double digits uh, he did only get 3.7 from Pittman and 3.5 from his kicker uh, not a whole lot on his bench so that was optimal lineup we can say so another fair. 30 well,
1: 30 week for yeah. someone another 30, almost 30 30 30 30,
0: 30. Hard luck loser on the other side, Andrew Lee, did score 141 points, good for second highest total. Uh, This is the second time in about three weeks we've had a matchup of high point against second high point. A good performance. His team is performing well. Uh, We'll get into how unlucky he has been in just a minute or two. Um, You know, Andrew's clinging to uh, some playoff hopes here. His his team's performing well. He's got to stop facing 191 points. That's my... Hmm. Or, or he just has
1: to score one hundred and ninety-two points. That or that. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our marquee matchup mm-hmm. of the week, which was Christina versus Pete. And again, it wasn't a a the nice, closest matchup of the week once again. Yes. Nice tight matchup again. With mm-hmm. Fourteen points. Uh, Pete. I think stops his slide and actually gets a win again. He had like a two week. Was he did he lose the last two?
0: Um, uh, we can check the stats on that. Um, so uh, yeah, what is he? he was, they were both five and three coming into the matchup. Yeah. Uh, Pete had won the week before against Laura. He lost the week before that against Corey. Uh, sorry, Pete has not lost back-to-back games all season. So okay. there we go. Uh, so Christina wins. Sorry, Pete wins one thirty-four to one twenty. Uh, we'll stop burying the lead here. Uh, good performances from both teams. Uh, Pete's score good for fourth highest in the league. Christina's score. Good for 6th highest in the league. So both of them get a bonus win.
1: Mm-hmm. So Pete is struggling a little bit right now with depth. Like, okay, he gets CMC back this week, which is great. Maybe gets Jonathan Taylor back. But then he doesn't have a third quarterback. And Murray's not Well, Murray's injured now, potentially, and he picked up his backup, but we'll get into all that. Like, how do you feel about his team? Like, it's got some players that can just blow off the doors, but there are quite a – more than one or two holes emerging on his team.
0: Yeah, I –
1: The trade that he pulled off that
0: we probably didn't spend enough time on a couple weeks ago of Patterson and Montgomery, I feel like probably gave him the depth that he needs really with the Indianapolis running back situation and is sometimes a luxury for um, some of these playoff teams to have. I, You know, Cordero immediately moves into the starting lineup. I would say he's probably, probably, well, I don't know, he's... No, I think I'm going to disagree because if his team is at full strength, Cordero isn't even a starter because you're probably going CMC and Taylor and then receiver Jefferson, Adams, Waddle. Like which of those five are you sitting for Cordero? And he's also got Montgomery on the bench. So I would say he is actually three deep at receiver, uh, four deep at running back, assuming health. And look, Taylor hasn't been healthy. And so that's where the depth comes into play. Receiver is a little more replaceable. He's got Rondale Moore. um, So, you know, in a bye week, he could start him and be okay. I think his problem is probably tight end. And, like, do you really trust his quarterbacks? Um, I like the skill position and I like the depth, but I would say tight end and quarterbacks is where I think other teams might be able to gain ground on him.
1: So... As I said, it's injury focus. Like, that's where the holes are coming out. Yeah, okay. And injury is a little lucky, like, it's very luck based in fantasy football. Like, you can't, it's not like you choose who gets injured or have any choice in the matter.
0: Yeah. Unless you draft guys that are already hurt, and then you shouldn't be surprised if they stay hurt. All right.
1: I, I was surprised at that trade that there was just no market for Cordell and David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to get like another $10, and there was just no market in it. So I was like, okay. Because I reached out to the other team, Christina's, mm-hmm. who also may, like, she's one of the teams where it's like, yes, you've got Damien Pierce, you've got Lamondo Stevenson, both of them. Rookie ish, right? Who else do you have that you can slot in at RB? Right? Do you trust Edwards there? No, yeah, there's a lot of a...
0: timeshare guys. It's yeah, two, two of the Chiefs running backs, possibly not even the best one. Uh, Jeff Wilson, who's the new guy in Miami, who who knows? Uh, but Mostert's already there, and then Mitchell who presumably is not going to supplant CMC anytime soon. Um, Yeah, well, just to get back to the market wasn't there. I do not remember you offering Patterson to me. I was not aware that he was available. Now, I wouldn't have had any interest
1: in Montgomery, but I might have been interested in Patterson. I reached out to Andrew. I reached out to Christina. (laughs) Two people who have said they want running backs. And they were like, nope. I'm like, okay. But not even a pity offer. Mm. It was just like no, no, not, not even a,
0: I'd give you a dollar for him.
1: Yeah, I so would. Like, okay. For him. All
0: right. All right. All right. Uh, well, let's move on to updated standings. Uh, Ted still leading the Christina elected division, or actually, I guess Danny elected division. Uh, eight and one. On the other side, we have a three-way tie for first. Uh, at 6 and 3 between Pete, Eric and Barrett.
1: Yeah. By and the way, I thought, the, team... the, oh, yeah. I thought your yeah. division is called the Triple Ds. You okay? Oh, Double Ds. Danny's D's. Dynamic Division.
0: I well, like what's Danny's last guys a girl in a pizza place. <laughs> I think that's what we're going with officially, which what is, is a mouthful, I'll give you, but Isn't anyway. Danny DD? D. Uh, yes, Danny de DeBruin. He might be DDB. I don't know if the B is capitalized. We might have to get a clarification on that. Mm-hmm. Danny Decibel. Who I like that. All right, anyway, uh, playoff odds. So we now still have six teams above 75%, but one of that group of seven, you had, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had seven teams at 75% or higher, which you uh, informed me is mathematically possible. I still disagree but we'll let that one lie uh so christina falls out of the ranks of the group of seven moves down to 51 percent. still a better chance than not of making the playoffs uh but her playoff ads took a bit of a hit after the loss to pete she is now tied for the six slash seven spot uh with me and i have recovered in points um so she's got to get back on the winning train um and hopefully one of these other six and three teams falls back to earth or i guess you could hope for me to Fall back. Always possible.
1: <coughs> yeah. So I wanted to end then on like did you mention Corey being six and three? Corey's also six and three. Yeah, with the basically third highest odds of playoffs now. Pretty secure, uh, yeah. probably happy. But
0: <laughs> Kansas... still loves the team. She is technically in third place in the DDBD division. Uh, but Snickers loves her team. 91% chance to make the playoffs. Yep. Corey, 88. All right. Give us an update
1: on these uh, bonus wins. Yeah. So, as you know, we had a potential rule that was accepted and then declined yeah, under mysterious circumstances. Uh, where if get you to the scored, of that one. if you scored the uh, six highest points in the league, you got an extra win. Yep. And like to balance it out, half. bottom half gets a loss. Like not really because losses don't count for anything. So, but based on the first nine weeks, it comes out pretty similar, but not quite. And so, why? What I mean by that is Ted still has instead of. Winning eight games would have won, like, would have got seven bonus wins. So, would have gone seven and two in bonus wins. So, pretty close. Eight and one, seven and two. Uh, who else? The other one is, one second. Uh, Pete, yourself, and Eric all would have got six wins. So, being six and three. So, again, pretty even. Uh Corey, five. Christina, four. Uh, Derek would have got a little bit of boost with getting, like, four bonus wins versus his two wins right now. Or No, he's on three. So, again, pretty even. But there's, like, two big outliers in this. And it's basically, as we were speaking about, instead of going six and three, she would have gone, like, three and six. So, Her total wins would have been like nine and – like her total record would be nine and nine instead of being six and three. And so she would be way back in the pack, as it were. And the other team is Andrew. Andrew would have got seven bonus wins, same number as Ted, right? And so instead of being – what is his standings? Five and four, four and five. So instead of being 4 and 5, he would have be been 11 and 7. Mm-hmm. And could would have been, like, tied for second place in the division. And instead of it, him being, like, two games back, you're thinking, oh, not that much. But there's a lot of teams in between him and the top of the division. So he needs a couple of teams to falter and for him to keep winning, which is hard in its current form. Yeah. So- the bonus- he would be looking at or aiming for first-round buy. All right, so quick
0: update of the math here. So Ted would be leading, what we got here, 15 and 3. And then yeah. Eric and Pete would each be 12 and 6. Yep. And then at 11 and 5 would be me, Andrew, and Corey. Yep. And then... Fair to be nine and nine. Christina would be nine and nine, um, and then you know, yeah. You
1: know, and it's the teams of that have had hard luck
0: are, are behind them. Sorry, I, I said the teams that have had hard luck are behind them. That that's a lot of math. I can't do twelve teams.
1: Yeah, but it kind of makes it such that if you did face a one ninety one, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, and you actually do. Sure. Whereas right like now, it's just points. And mm-hmm. points don't mean a hell of a lot if you've been facing 191 week in, week out.
0: Yeah. Well, how about a quick update of the points allowed and the leaders there. So you have faced the most points in the league, 1,247. Uh, second place, Andrew Lee, there we go. This is why. 1,184. Uh, myself at 1,139. Uh, Christina 1086.
1: Yeah. yeah. And like, the crazy thing is, is like if you compare my points to Christina's, that's an extra 20 points a week. It's yeah. basically like the other team gets to start another quarterback. And
0: a good quarterback. <laughs> and in the most unsurprising news of the day, uh Ted has faced the fewest amount of points. Uh, it, he's got a great team. And for whatever reason, um, and I'll analyze this momentarily, uh, in all three leagues that I'm in, which are regular fantasy leagues, the top record in the league has faced the fewest amount of points. And also in all three cases, that person uh, also has the most points. In the so. Well the key, in the This football is scoring the most and facing the least. And that has been the case in all three leagues that I'm in. So
1: no, in this case, no. You have the most points.
0: Uh okay, sorry. I do have the most points. By Callie has the second most points. Ted. Ted has the best <laughs> record. All right. Whatever. Close <laughs> enough. My point stands. Score a lot of points. No, it a lot of points. <laughs> be in first place. Okay. But most, but mostly the the points face thing, which is you know totally random. Uh, nobody could ever predict what your schedule is going to be. Um, you know, case in point, last year uh, when I was the cooler and consistently faced seventy five points a week. If I'd known that, I probably wouldn't have sold. And juxt- juxtapose that with your season this year, in which you sold. And w- what did you? Uh,
1: w- what have you been facing every week consistently? Uh, up until this like this week. So, it was really bad up until this week, which was like, I was faced, in six of the eight weeks, I've faced 139 or above week in, week out. Yeah. There would have been two weeks where I've faced less than that. And this week, I faced 123, which is a reasonable score to face, but it's not like facing 139. Like, you need to score 140 in six of the eight weeks to get a win it's like ridiculous (laughs) so point being you probably
0: made a good move selling your team because you would still be two and six and you just have better players and less cash so
1: perhaps you could have
0: sold at this time and got the same amount of money who knows who knows all right let's move on uh let's do some waiver talk there wasn't anything uh super crazy uh nobody went for more than ten dollars um i did think uh after baker mayfield came in uh in relief and threw two touchdowns in the second half of that game that he might be the most expensive player that we've had so far i was preparing to empty the coffers for him uh and carolina decided they're gonna go with pj walker instead so uh baker mayfield only went for one dollar to Derek's team um (laughs) But we had Harris Marshall, and most money spent, $8. Barrett Thompson, welcome to waivers. This is her first uh, fab spending of the season. And she went crazy. She got Graham Gano for $2. Uh, she got Cole Komet for $4. She's just been patiently waiting until week 10 to do anything of note.
1: So, Boyd, can you explain to me? your fascination with jalen warren Kids uh very of that. <laughs> well you gave
0: me some death <laughs> last week after my sneaky 7am pickup and um i look i think he's a good player uh back myself into a corner last week in which i had a trade in principle with uh danny But when I went to go propose it, found out the Cam Akers had been activated from the IR. And so I had to activate him myself. And so I had to drop somebody. Uh, And long story short, uh, I decided I would drop Jalen Warren so that I could start a kicker last week. And I didn't really want to drop him. um, And so I picked him back up this week. Short story long, that's how I ended back up with Jalen. So Jalen Warren was the most popular player this week. Four different bids on him. I got him for $5. Uh, Corey and Pete went $3 a piece. And I think Danny went $1 on Jalen Warren. So there you go. Jalen Warren story. All right. Let's move on to trades. Actually, uh, honorable mention. um, I did... Didn't want to move on without mentioning a Niners defense now available on the waiver wire. So, that discussion about defenses, we could probably put to rest. I think every single defense in which more than $1 was spent has made it to the waiver wire this season. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right, trades. Okay. Let's start uh, with the first one chronologically, which was Michael Pittman for Michael Carter. Uh, straight up, no cash. What do we, uh, what do we think about this deal? Oh. Michael Pittman going to Corey and Michael Carter going to Danny. It was, I mean, it's interesting to me as the guy that drafted Pittman uh, and trading. I, I basically traded him for Kittle uh, two or three weeks ago, and Danny was able to flip him for Michael I... Carter. Okay, so is, this, is this a downgrade so... value, or am I undervaluing Michael Carter here?
1: You are undervaluing Michael Carter. Pittman is, like, running backs can be good with bad quarterbacks. Wide receivers, you have to be, like, one of the best wide receivers and be, it's a bad quarterback, but you had this bad quarterback for, like, the whole year. You kind of have some chemistry, whatever, right? You can make it work. Right. And you can do like garbage time yards where they're like – and garbage time yards are not in garbage time. So it's like, oh, it's third and 20. Okay, let's dump it off to Pittman and he gets 15 yards because the defense is playing so far back. But it's like, okay, you just got 15 yards, so you got two points on that play. Doesn't really matter. Drives over. Defense doesn't get – like it's garbage yards. Garbage. Okay. What's what's the point here? So where are we going? Point being, I love Michael Carter. He came back and scored some points this week. I think Corey is regretting this trade completely. Pittman <laughs> is like the Indianapolis situation just got worse on Monday. So even if he wasn't regretting it on Saturday, he was definitely regretting it come Sunday. And now he's just thinking, why did I even make this trade? because hmm. right. they're not gonna be any good they're not even gonna put in nick Foles. i bet you they're just gonna keep sam ellinger in for five weeks and for him to throw what is it five passes a week so
0: okay so your point is the receiver is too reliant on the quarterback play and possibly yeah. also that wide receivers are just risky in general especially after you get past the top six or seven uh, and I would say you're probably not wrong. And for what it's worth, Michael Carter, currently the number 26th ranked running back, uh, Michael Pittman. Do you know what his rank is for wide receivers? 126. Okay. So dead even. Uh, since the point in which I traded him, uh, Pittman has scored 5.8, 8.8, and 3.7. So that's your kind of quarterback change uh life for Michael Pittman um yeah I I guess what we're saying here is Pittman's value has dropped since the Kittle trade um I you seem to be saying that it's both that and Carter might be on par with Kittle you still think Kittle's an offensive tackle so you're probably like if I were to offer you if you had Kittle and I had Carter would you trade me Kittle to acquire Carter?
1: Yes. With who is on the waiver wire at tight end? Yes. Like Kittle is probably a floor of five, and then a like a fifty-fifty shot at getting a touchdown. So you're looking at like five, maybe nine points. And in a good week 15 points, which is nice. Versus a tight end off the waiver wire is like a floor of one or two points. And high point is like eight or nine. Versus Carter with Bleeze Hall gone for the rest of the year, he's just gonna get more and more looks. I believe I mean don't forget about your boy James Robinson. I know fifteen I
0: know. touches last week, including a touchdown. No. Yeah. Funny side note, uh, Danny now has both New York Jets running backs, So looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Okay. I'm not sure what the board bet is. Uh, This probably doesn't make any sense for me, but I will take Kittle rest of season. Will you take Michael Carter rest of season? Just total from the point uh, from this point forward, because Kittle was on by last week. So let's say from this point, well, I guess Carter's on by this week. So let's start it next week. Game per game, who has more points, Carter or Kittle? You willing to take me on here?
1: No, it's a complicated board, but you won't even prep. take that on. No, no, complicated. So the running
0: back should score more points than the tight end.
1: Yes, I this just don't want to. About. Fine, I will take it on. Hey,
0: there we go. Perfect. All right, I'll write it up. Bully. All right, uh, next trade. That was a lot of time on Michael Carter. Um, so. I was faced with the prospect of starting Daryl Henderson last week, which I was not excited about. So I made a trade for Antonio Gibson actually it was presented to me. Uh, and uh, I gave up uh, Andy Dalton and $2 to Danny. I actually had to work on him uh, on that piece. Um, so I get the running back. He gets the starting quarterback plus a couple bucks. Uh, who do you think won this one?
1: Neville. <laughs> 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 I,
0: uh, gibson had i think 5.7 and dalton 8.8 8. so um,
1: why i say neither one is i think dalton is useless for next year i, I mm-hmm. believe like there's not going to be many teams that will give danny money or keepers to trade dalton in the next two weeks mm-hmm so it's kind of like, okay, you got Gibson for two dollars. So I would to have Gibson and see over the next like eight months how that Commanders running back situation plays out, or whether Gibson goes to another team. Like, well, so we don't... I
0: don't think Gibson is keepable. If I have this right, Ted, this uh, is now at the third year for Ted, and he traded him to Danny. So I don't think I can keep Gibson. So I'm I'm banking on something positive happening with Gibson over the next eight weeks. It's, you know, for me, it's a depth running back. Um, Hopefully I don't have to start him, but unless he performs well, and he's been performing pretty well. It's perhaps been a little lucky, a little touchdown uh, amplified, um, and you can't always bank on those, but yeah, I like my end of this deal for $2 and a quarterback that has been playing well, but may lose his job at any given moment. All right, next up. Uh, should probably talk about the blockbuster. And this was Derek finally signaling the flair that he is ready to sell, gives up Joe Burrow and Mark Andrews to Barrett's team uh, for a very poor man's version of Jacoby Brissett and Robert Tenyon and $26. Did Derek get enough? I, I think it's the big question here.
1: Yes. I was surprised that um, Jacoby Brissett went back I I was like when the first when the trade came out I was chatting to Pete and I went like okay how much money came back was it 20 was it 30 like that's how much I was thinking it was it was like 30 Mm bucks so 26 is like yeah I'm looking at Bellett's team just to see if she was limited in quarterback, and she wasn't. So maybe that's like the worst player she wanted to give back. But I don't know.
0: Okay. So like, you think that more than makes up for that gap between twenty six dollars with Derek God and the thirty dollars that you were expecting?
1: Yeah, because I think
0: Percet more like what what do you what's Brissette worth?
1: I think he Eight? can turn the set into at least $2 to a team in the okay. next week or two that needs a starting quarterback.
0: Well, I mean, team- that right? only has two more weeks of starting because
1: then they've got yeah. to buy and then
0: Deshaun's coming back.
1: So you trade Eric or someone. You just get his, his startable quarterback for like $1 or $2. There. But what do you think?
0: um it's it's about right it might have been a little light i think i probably would have expected 30 as well but you know like you've seen in the past like i've seen in the past sometimes the market just isn't quite what you expect um you know it's interesting because you know burrow is on buy this week andrews was hurt last week and also on buy this week so Barrett's going to have to wait two weeks to get both guys. Uh, Andrew's currently dealing with an injury. Hopefully it's not serious. Uh, A bit of a gamble on her part. Maybe that suppressed the value just a little bit. Maybe if both guys were healthy and through their bye weeks, that would have been 30 plus. Um, And Burrow's missing Chase. So I, you know, I try to look at comparable deals uh, and Hurts. And Kittle went for Pittman and $20, for instance. And depending on what you think of Pittman, maybe that's more of a 26, 28, 30 deal. You know, last year we had uh, I think I traded Kittle and Rogers for 25 combined, might have been 30, but I think it was 25. Uh, we had Najee and Devonte go for I think 25. So this is about right for two stars going one way for not a whole lot, plus money going back. So, um, you know, good on Derek for getting a little something. Good on Barrett for shoring up that second quarterback spot and tight end spot, assuming both guys are healthy and productive down the stretch. Uh, Not good for uh, everybody else that's in the arms race. Barrett's team that Snickers already loved got even stronger um, despite only being nine and nine in combined uh, fake wins, uh, 91% chance to make the playoffs.
1: So let's talk on the next one. Yep. Which is Swift, DeAndre Swift for Drake London and $10. Uh, Another Derek trade where Derek a injured DeAndre Swift for Drake London and $10. What do you think? Like, is London like? How much of the injury plays a part in the value in Swift? Probably a lot.
0: And you know, I, he's, he's healthy. It was ish. Still ten dollars. If Swift yeah. is healthy, he, and doing what he did the first three weeks, I think he's probably a twenty-plus dollar player. Mm-hmm. Healthy and productive, he's probably at least a top ten running back, if not top five. Um, and London, look, he's good from what all the uh, film watchers and Twitter versers tell me, uh, but he's in a very bad offense for passing options, and he's
1: not cheap next year. So sure. keep. Let's put a pin on that because I want to talk about that passing offense in the next game, in the next grade. Okay.
0: Okay, so I don't know what you're hoping for London this year, and I don't think you can keep him next year. I think he was $18. I, I'm i pretty sure we said that was one of Christina's worst picks, and he had a pretty good first three weeks and really succumbed to the Falcons only throwing 12 times a game, and you hate receivers. We know that. So you would never keep a guy like this for $18 next year. Uh, So I like, I kind of like both ends of the deal. I like that Derek was able to get $10 out of Swift because we really don't know when he's going to come back to playing full time. But I also like the $10 gamble from Christina that maybe she gets a top five running back, or maybe she gets a guy that plays three games. So it, you know, this is probably one of the more boom-bust trades that we've seen so far. So,
1: it's week 10, right? Mm-hmm. There's not including playoffs. There's four weeks left. No, five weeks left. Five weeks left. Of left, which yeah. I don't think you're starting Swift this week. And I don't think job. you, unless you have to, you're going to start Swift until he produces like a semi-decent game yeah. because he's healthy they're just holding him back and they're not going to tell you okay, this is the week
0: they're probably holding him back because he's not 100% healthy
1: yeah, but that's what I'm saying they're not going to say to you okay, he's 100% healthy he's a full on go especially when they've got like Jamal Williams (sighs) doing okay like, why would you give that away if you're trying to win games? Yes, I wouldn't. Um, yeah.
0: Hard to say. Well, so, uh, and for a quick peek at Christina's team. Uh, is on by, so she currently is hoping to start DeAndre this okay.
1: week. What, uh, okay, so it doesn't matter. My feeling goes, like, you're probably not starting this week. You're not going to start and you're basically going to wait a week at least. So you're max on starting him for four weeks, maybe three. So, and, and then I you mean, hope he's back, yeah.
0: The good news with Swift is he scored at least six points in every game. Uh, 27 in that first game. So, you've got the high ceiling, obviously. Floor, you know, it's not a zero. Like, even on five touches last week, he still got six points. So, you know, better yeah. than a lot of other... Probably better than either of the KC guys right now. And, you know, if you want to roll the dice on... Jeff Wilson, then you could. But yeah, Swift might be the best start this week. All right, let's move okay. on. Um, you really want to talk about another Falcons receiving option, it sounds like.
1: Yes. Tell us. Kyle that. Pitts goes back to Koi probably Vlies This was a complicated trade made a little bit more complicated by me not having a tight end. Uh, like my Greg um, Dulcich. It was on buy last week so yeah. I needed a tight end so I had pits and I could have traded in and picked up a tight end on wire. probably should have uh, and I would have got like two or three dollars extra from calling instead of getting nothing and I knew that what are your thoughts on this trade like and I want to get your thoughts first, and then I want to yeah, okay. talk about it. Uh, yeah, I uh,
0: I don't know. It's it's a couple of guys that I think have been traded a couple of times now. I, I might have it wrong. Um, but Pitts certainly has been traded, seems like three times over the past however many weeks. Um, I don't know. Yeah. The, like either or both of these guys' prospects for next year is probably what's most interesting about this trade, and I really don't know what to think. You know, Hall with the torn ACL, the report that it's a similar injury to Dobbin, right? Didn't you have a similar injury to Dobbins?
1: No, that's, that's Javante. Javante <laughs> is
0: similar to Dobbins. okay, whatever, whatever, torn ACL. Uh history says the running backs probably not quite the same that first year back and the second year back is when they're back to themselves. So, you know, that I think Hall was twenty-three dollars this year. So are you yeah. really keeping Hall next year? I don't know. Same with Pitts. I mean, he was $18, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been 15. But no, 18. Like what are you what are you hoping for out of Pitts? You're hoping that he does kind of adjust in fields and he just turns into a Player, unlike what we've seen throughout his entire career so far. Um, I did it's you know, it's a couple of promising prospects that may not end up paying off in this particular. I, I think Hall is going to come back to being a great running back, but I don't think it's going to be next year, and Pitts may never get there, so I don't know.
1: Uh, like, this is like one of the weirdest. There is a Twitter post out with a video, and it's basically like Pitts, Kyle Pitts, has the widest wingspan ever measured at at NFL Combine from a receiving person, Mm -hmm. and it's just throw after throw of Mariota missing him, (laughs) and he's missing him where the fingers aren't even there. Yeah. Pitts isn't even putting his fingers out like to try and catch it. So yeah, it's he, like
0: Pitts himself has not Pitts, absolved of all responsibility here. I've seen him make some boneheaded drops and going the wrong way and
1: Well, that's what I was getting at, which is you can have a really big wingspan, but if you aren't either on the same page, either due to working out with your quarterback or doing the reps necessarily, or you're just running a different route all the time or slightly different, like your routes aren't as crisp, like mm-hmm. they're not repetitive. It means like the quarterback doesn't know exactly where to throw the ball, even if they're an ace, like no. not shooter.
0: That's Chris. what we
1: know about Kyle Pitts. Okay. All so right. based on that, I'm like, okay. This is, they're going to have to either change quarterbacks or Pitts needs to kick up the butt. And then it's like 20 bucks each. If you're going to keep Pitts, he has to be showing you Mark Andrews this year, Ke- Travis Kelsey this year, yeah. to want be able to keep him for 20. Yeah, I mean, Andrews
0: went for, what was 25? he, 28 in keeper value? Yeah. And we thought that was... Maybe at value, maybe slightly high. If Pitts is going for, I I think it'll be a little bit less than that. Like he's got to be Mark Andrews immediately. And for the rest of the season, like he, he can't have one or two games for you to feel good about keeping him next year. Yep. Uh, Yeah. So I'll give you a slight edge because I think Hall's a better player, but I don't know that I love either one of these guys next year. That was a lot of time on trades. Let's move on to our. All right. Well, let's move into our next fun thing, which is. A waiver game. So, you and I spent a little bit of time before the podcast uh, building a team made up entirely of players that were available on waivers, at least heading into uh, this week's deadline. Um, Some of these people are now on teams, uh, but for the sake of this exercise, uh, who did you come up with for your team that you're going to roll out there in week 10? Well,
1: so let's start with quarterbacks. I picked Case Keenum because Josh Allen's injured. Or PJ, mm-hmm. and PJ Walker. Because yeah. he's a
0: starting quarterback. <laughs> I did the same thing. Those were the obvious quarterback moves, and because quarterbacks are fantastic and we love them, uh they also before OPs. What is it but, you know, look, should we have a backup just in case Josh Allen does yeah. play in case Keenum does not play?
1: So who is your backup?
0: Uh I had a backup. Uh go with uh, Traquan Smith. Looks like he did not make the initial cut, so Traquan Smith, come on down. Who's Traquan Smith? A
1: wide receiver? He is a wide receiver Uh... for the New Orleans Saints. Oh, okay. I will give a backup of John Warford. (laughs) (laughs) Backup quarterback for Rams. Yeah. He will get snuck in if he stops. <laughs> All right. Uh, who do you have for running backs? I have my buddy JD McKenzie and Jalen Lauren, Your buddy? Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so I initially wrote down the same two running backs, but just to make things okay. interesting, I'm going to stick with Warren because he's awesome, and I'm going to switch my second running back to. Let's go, with Justice. No, he's on Bye. Uh, Boston <laughs> Scott. Boston's got my second running back this week. I like uh, okay. Philly to put up a lot of points uh, against uh, Washington, and I think Boston Scott gets a random touchdown. So there you go. Okay. All right, wide receivers. I am going to go with Donovan Peoples-Jones and Roger's new favorite target in Green Bay, Samari Toure.
1: Who, who you got? Okay, I have MVS and Marvin Jones. Okay, I'm just basically going. Actually, is that there? Maybe is Hardman still on waivers? No,
0: uh, he is not on waivers now.
1: Okay, actually, I'll go with. Oh, he's questionable. Oh, yeah, I'll keep it. No, sounds
0: great. Uh, any of those guys you feel particularly strongly about? No, no. Tight end, I went Kate Otten. Who do you have at tight end?
1: I have my new pickup on my actual team. No offense.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Uh, how about flex? Who do you have as your flex? One
1: second. You go back. I have. Oh, Robert Woods.
0: No, didn't I say that? Uh, Marvin Jones. Is Marvin Jones your flex?
1: Yeah, let's go with that.
0: All right. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, DeAndre Carter, a former member of the Digital Fart Manipulation Squad, who I don't think mm-hmm. he actually started uh, last week. He ended up making a trade uh, to get Pittman in there, but there you go there. All right, defense. Who you got uh, this week for your defense?
1: I have Rams D. Who do you have?
0: And who who are the Rams facing? I
1: don't
0: know. Uh, Looks like they're facing Arizona. Could be Arizona's backup quarterback. There you go. That's a good pick. Uh, I'm going to go Titans defense, mostly because I just think they have a good defense. Uh, But they are facing Russell Wilson and that constipated Denver offense. So looking for big things there. And then kicker, I went uh, Brett Maher, who – uh, multiple times has been claimed off waivers for actual fab dollars. Uh, who is your kicker?
1: Uh, young Lake,
0: Oh, there we go. Kick yeah. like boo.
1: Exactly. <sighs> okay.
0: All right, so uh, we'll tally up the scores and let you know how we did uh, next week. Obviously, I'm going to win because yeah. uh, Samari <laughs> Toure is amazing. Okay.
1: Are you actually going to pick him up?
0: Uh, it's possible, yeah. I have uh, I have room on my bench, so we'll see what happens.
1: Okay, uh, let's get
0: into the week ten previews. Shall we start with your matchup? Sure. All right, you are facing Danny one and eight versus two and seven. There was a brief discussion about whether this should be the marquee matchup of the week, uh, but then we decided uh, let's not talk about these teams any more than we absolutely have to um so uh, you're projected to lose 95 to 82. Uh, you got a good chance at a win this week i would say <laughs> you're starting two guys with uh first name starting with z and a kicker with the last letter was named z will lutz great job i uh, Zerline was probably available that would be the obvious one here but uh, i'll give you half credit for will lutz here
1: hey I, I also am starting multiple people who projected for less than five points.
0: That's not a good uh, strategy for, for winning fantasy games, but but you do you, man. Uh, You are without uh, either rookie starting quarterback this week, Desmond Ritter or Sam Howell. Um, So that's a (laughs) big blood years. Okay. uh, I'm picking Danny. Danny has actual NFL players on his team. He's got Debo, Deandre Hopkins. Uh, my former um, secret crush, Andy Dalton, Maybe not so secret anymore.
1: Danny, yeah, I'm picking myself. Let's move on. on. All right. Let's move to your
0: matchup. <laughs> All right. Let's do my matchup. I am facing uh, Derek's team who uh, he's got a full roster out there and he's only projected for 95. I am projected for 134. Uh, I'm currently without a kicker. Um I got to be honest, I was tempted to not start a kicker last week because of the dropping Jalen Warren proposition. I am facing Derek's team and I'm tempted to not start a kicker again this week. I probably will uh, because I'm going, you know, got this points race that I'm dealing with. So every point helps, uh, even if I only got 1.5 out of my kicker last week.
1: So Uh, I just flagged Jalen Warren as I'm interested in. Oh, yeah. Excellent probably going to be dropped on Saturday <laughs> at 6
0: p.m. <laughs> probably. And then you'll have to spend some fab on him uh, next week. So,
1: No, if you drop him on Saturday, they're available as a free agent Sunday morning.
0: Uh, no, they, they have to spend a full day on waivers.
1: Mm-hmm. So if I drop
0: him Saturday and he plays Sunday, if he didn't play until Monday, you could pick him up Monday. Yes. But if he plays Sunday, he will not be available for you to pick up. Um, okay. But if you want to trade for him, before he makes it to uh, you know, the bidding war, he he went for $0 last week, $5 this week. What would Jalen Warren go for next week? Should we make another bold bet? No. I actually go. Yeah. All right. Never mind. Uh, I'm picking myself.
1: <laughs> I'm picking you as well. All right. Excellent.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, let's do Andrew against Laura. Oh, my God. We... Have an Andrew versus Laura matchup, the only one of the season. We did not make this the marquee matchup of the week. What an oversight. Uh, Unfortunately, neither one of these teams is looking like they're going to make the playoffs, which is unfortunate because Andrew does have a good team. Um, But he's currently projected for a 121 to 100 point victory. I am going to stick with the projections. I will take Andrew this week. I just... Uh,
1: I think his team's really good. Yeah. I will say that that if Andrew doesn't make the playoffs or if he's on the cusp of making the playoffs, all the playoff teams will be not happy if they have to face him in the playoffs because his team can blow up. Like Tua and AJ Brown and Derek Henry like can all score 30 35 points goddard all
0: of a sudden top five tight end yeah Yeah. it's it's a good team uh
1: it's not a consistent team
0: but it is a team where well i don't know we found out that he seven out of nine times has scored in the top half of the league so yeah seems like it might be one of the most consistent teams Uh, Special shout-out, he did not drop number one kicker Justin Tucker this week. He's saving him on his bench. Uh, Went and picked up Matt Gay. So Might have been wrong about Justin Tucker. I I don't know. Maybe. I still think that (laughs) the kicker points are so compressed that even the number one kicker isn't that much more valuable than the number two, three, or four kicker. But Tucker's been good. All right, uh, let's move on. We've got Barrett against Christina. This was a candidate. For a marquee matchup of the week, no, um, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't because Christina's not sitting a full lineup. It was a candidate. In she's
1: sitting a lineup. for
0: Yeah, uh, Christina the has eight. not filled out a complete lineup, even though she easily could. Uh, Lamar Jackson on bye this week, so she's throwing in America's favorite, Davis Mills. The <laughs> the trade that was heard. By, anyway. Uh, Davis Mills finds his way into the starting lineup this week. Also, no kicker. Um, will Christina drop Nick Folk this week to go pick up a kicker? What do you think? Nick Folk, number three ranked kicker on the year. couple of big performances, 12 points and 15 points out of the kicker in the last two weeks, In three of the last five have been double digits. You don't always see that from the kicker position. I think
1: she will probably keep him. And just let it ride. Uh, yeah, I think she'll figure me. out
0: something else. I'm, I'm not sure what. Uh, I don't think anybody is a candidate to go on IR. Uh, and her bench is actually kind of good. Like, I, you know, you could give up on one of the KC backs, I suppose. But I think she might have to drop Nick Folt to go pick up a kicker this week. And I don't know that <laughs> she will not quite well.
1: Uh, I think it's right. up on Isaiah Pashko. Pacheco. 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 Okay. I'm going to go
0: with Barrett. uh, Barrett's I, missing.
1: I Sandra am going for Burrow.
0: From... Uh, okay,
1: I'm going with Burrow. And look, <laughs> Rogers is still in her lineup. Still
0: in the lineup. Well, probably because Burrow's on bye and she has to start a quarterback there.
1: Well, she doesn't. Have well, time. she could start her new hotness, Terrence Marshall. But uh, she
0: could. Yeah. Who will score more points this week, Terrence Marshall or Aaron Rodgers?
1: <laughs> I'm not making that. I'm not it's as stupid as you. Not, <laughs> I'm no. always choosing the quarterback. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Give me Bird as well. All right. Uh, last yeah. non-marquee matchup would be Ted against Pete. Uh, this is a big matchup. Eight and one against six and three. Uh, we did just talk about Pete's team last week, so unfortunately does not make the cut. Uh, but current projections: one thirty-six for Ted, one twenty-five for Pete. Pete uh, going with no kicker early in the week. Uh, probably going to drop one of these quarterbacks uh, for kicker: uh, Case Keenum, Trace McSorley. So we'll give Pete. I don't know four more points. No, yeah, expected to lose by six. Might be one of the closer matchups of the week. What do we think?
1: Um I think Ted is starting to get it going on a week on week basis. He always was. I think he continues and makes the other side a little like a little tighter. So Pete takes the loss, Ted wins this week.
0: Okay. Uh, Ted still starting Sam Ellinger. Would you suggest going uh, with a non-quarterback in the OP this week? I know you said uh, 30 seconds ago that you always start the quarterback but if that quarterback is Sam Ellinger do you make an exception?
1: I would uh,
0: yeah, I would take He could be starting Terry McLaurin or James Conner now somewhat healthy uh could even go with AJ Dillon if you really wanted. Probably. Well, I don't know. Would you go Dylan or would you go Ailinger? Aaron Jones Dylan, that is.
1: I will go. I would go Connor, probably. Go Connor. Oh just James Connor. I'd probably, go... I'd
0: probably go I'd probably go McLaurin. Of yeah. all of the options available here. Do you want to do a little McLaurin yeah. versus Connor board bet? Sure. All right. You're on. You're um, losing enough. So... Give me Pete this week. Okay. Let's let's so see the stars. Yeah, we'll go with Pete. All right, perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, why don't you break down the Marquee matchup for us this week.
1: Okay. It is Corey versus Eric. Both in well, six and three, six and three. Both are in second place, I believe, in their division. So both are aiming for a first line by. That's why we chose this. Also, they both set their full lineup. That's another point. And the projections are Two points apart. So tight matchup. Let's see if we can keep our streak going with tight marquee matchups. First up, we have the quarterback and OP slot. Both teams are starting two quarterbacks. We've got a broken bones Tom Brady against the Seahawks defense. And the quarterback on the other side, Geno Smith. Against yeah, the quarterbacks Bay.
0: in the same game. What exciting proposition for Eric. And that game is on at a reasonable time for him. So
1: I hope he has NFL Network. Or he lives in Tampa or Seattle. Uh, True. Uh, Which he does not. Then then on Corey's side, we have Kirk Cousins against a stout Buffalo defense. And Russell Wilson against your stout Tennessee defense. Uh Uh-huh. I think even with Brady against the Seahawks defense. This is the craziest thing. Out of all of these quarterbacks, which is the quarterback you trust the most right now? Uh Out of the four in general, quarterbacks in or in this
0: week. In general. Uh, cousins.
1: No, you I trust don't like
0: Gino Smith. I don't like Cousins this week, I sure, yeah, you can say Smith if you want. Cousins has not been fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna pull, so why do you right trust him here. Well, he's scored <laughs> at least 14 points in each of the last four weeks, which is a low bar, I grant you. Um, but he has scored at least two touchdowns in every single one of those games, so. Got a nice little floor. Gino uh, has, he's got a 20 and an 18 in the last two weeks, but the two weeks prior to that, 11 and 11.
1: And what were the three weeks before that?
0: Well, that was week three, four, and five. So I don't know how much stock you want to put into three, four, and five. We're saying who do we trust right now? Uh, Brady, we'll just just keep throwing numbers at the listeners because that's what the listeners love. Brady, last four. 16, 18, 12, and 13. And then Russell's last four. 11, 12, 5, 26. So Russell's probably the one you trust the least. Uh, followed by one of the three of Brady, Cousins, Gino. I, I'll give you whoever you want. You say Gino, great. I say Cousins. We'll see. Uh, you know. Okay. That's what I'm the going with down.
1: Eric's quarterbacks
0: after all that. <laughs> who are you leaning towards? I am also going with Eric's quarterbacks. Uh, okay, I, I don't like you cousins were going... this week. I think cousins probably scores. <laughs> All right, running backs, uh, and the flex is different, so we're just gonna stick with the running backs in their slots. Corey Etienne and Eckler unfortunately does not have Mixon this week, and then Fournette and Sanders. Um, tempted to throw Dalvin Cook in there for one of the other guys, but we'll just we'll keep it simple. Fournette and Sanders for Eric. I am gonna go. I... Corey's running back. Yeah, I go with Corey's running backs. Yeah. Okay. They're both better and uh, better looking, and they have more fun names. There's really no reason you would go with Eric's running backs.
1: Well, I I, I question your looks. I think oh, you you know, like yeah, Travis Etienne isn't the best looking. <laughs> like,
0: uh he's Just French headshot. though.
1: Yeah, his headshot
0: does not he looks whatever. We'll stop there. Uh wide receivers. Corey <laughs> going with CD Lamb, Michael Pittman, and Eric is going with Cooper Cup. Hunter Renfro. I think I may have missed when Eric uh lost a trustable wide receiver too. Uh Hunter Renfro finds his way into the starting lineup, despite being ranked number 94th on the season. Uh, not scoring a single touchdown all year. He
1: has a little bye week trouble. Like Tyler Boyd. That's right. By. Boyd and Myers. Boyd,
0: Boyd has been pretty good uh, just because Boyds are always pretty good. That's what Boyds do. Um, so Boyd is probably the wide receiver two here on Eric's team. Uh, despite all this, I think I'm going to stick with Eric's receivers because Cup is just that much better. Then Lamb Pittman. and Pittman. <laughs> yeah, i say it. I was tempted to go. I'll take Cup over both of them this week, but I think I don't know. I guess I am. Come saying on, make
1: that the. i saying
0: make that is going to score like two points, which is probably right. All right, fuck it. Yeah. I'll take Cup. Do you want both Lamb and Pittman?
1: So is it Lamb and Pittman combined versus yeah. Cup score? Correct. Yes, I'll take that. Excellent. I need to give you a win. All right, tell us about the tight ends. Tight ends is Evan Ingram, who is starting to be decent against Zach Ertz, who is playing like Zach Ertz of like five years ago. Or maybe the tight ends. Landscape's just really bad. <laughs> He's averaging double digits now per game. Yeah, number three tight yeah, So you have to give it to Zach Ertz.
0: Well, you're going with Ertz because of the Zs. So you're right. Sure. All right. Uh, we've got another opportunity for an Ingram versus Zach Ertz bet. Should we roll this baby over? We made this bet in week eight. Uh, I'm not sure who had Ingram at that time. I think they ended up benching him or dropping him. I think it might have been Barrett. But I'm willing to do another Ingram versus Ertz bet. Who I like
1: won Ertz. the week eight one?
0: Uh No, I, I'm pretty sure oh, I want it. Yeah, Ingram yeah. had like, but, but we can switch it. I'll take Ingram this time. Yeah, that's what I want to say.
1: <laughs> or that's
0: In episode 10. I think you're going to take me up on that.
1: Yes. Down. i would take us just for hilarity of you taking go. the long tie then.
0: All <laughs> right. Uh, flex. We've got Dalvin Cook for Eric and Darnell Mooney for Corey. You got any yeah, sort of Cook. case for Darnell Mooney here?
1: Oh, maybe not. No, let's go with it. (laughs) Cook. Okay, Okay. kicker's defense. Rams D against Arizona looks tempting and nice. Colts against Las Vegas. That's really bad. Eric should pick up another defense. I think Uh, suck up another player in the. Seahawks, Tampa Bay matchup for Eric. Eric has four players five, four players in that matchup now. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Heavily invested and gold, gold,
1: uh, San Francisco. Kicker.
0: So that's already too many words. I'll take Eric. Eric's got the better kicker. That's my that's my knee jerk analysis.
1: Also I back. I think I will take Corey. that you can't second one on no this one huh well i'm picking i'm on ram and Pittman and earths so i have to kind of take court uh
0: yeah so at the end of the day i i took a lot of board bets in this matchup apparently on eric's side uh current projections maybe we should say that 115 for eric 117 for Corey. Don't care, give me Eric in the slight upset this week. I think Corey falls yeah. to six and four, Eric gets seven and three. Are you on Corey this week? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay, uh, let's do a vampire update. We've got some news in the Vampire League. Uh, Ted prevailed last week as the vampire. Uh, it was a big score, if I'm not mistaken uh 132 out of ted good for second highest in the league uh he had the foresight to pick up justin fields last week which was huge to his chances of victory um also got 31 from his previous uh feeding victim Devonte adams and 23 out of Kenyon drake took down the number three team in the league gabe uh who had a decent performance 99.5 which would have been good for uh, fifth highest so he would have he would have got a bonus win if we did bonus wins in this league which we do not uh and so this week uh ted selected derrick henry to steal from gabe's team as we predicted uh, i'm gonna have to look up who he gave back in that dion jackson there it is dion jackson going back to gabe's team so uh, not ideal for gabe good for the rest of the league i think You know, Ted gets himself to two and seven. He's now two games out of a playoff spot with five weeks to play. But one of the powers, Gabe, uh, lost a key piece. So for everybody not named Gabe, their chances just increased for winning this league, I would say. Does Ted have enough to win a couple more
1: games, get in the playoffs? Here's the interesting question. For the first time ever, Ted is projected to have, I believe this is the first time, a higher projection score than who he's facing. He's facing me this week.
0: Ted has a very nice projection this week. We're going to have
1: to get into this matchup a little bit. And Let's... it's because I have Mixon and Chase and Higgins on bye and James Olvenson on bye.
0: I so... believe you knew this day was coming and have been dreading it this whole season. Uh, yes facing the vampire when you were down all of the Bengals. you decided you would load up on the one team that had a buy in the week that you were facing the vampire in which he probably had a better team than the first time you faced him so uh your lineup this week includes sky Moore and chase
1: edmonds uh what are you it's well- actually gonna not include cordell person um, <laughs> now that i've seen ted's team I am just trashing this whole lineup.
0: Uh, yeah, this is. Uh, look, a, a couple notes here. One, my my first thought is: is there anything you can do to save your stars? And I, I have, I have
1: just moved. oh there's one of the stars. Uh,
0: Mixon and T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are already on your bench, um, so we can't steal any of those guys. AJ okay. Brown would be the next best guy. He's on my league. bench. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, so here's the thing. You do not have a wide receiver to put into his slot. Christian Kirk. Uh, oh, sorry. Are you refreshing your lineup? Just lef- refreshed the page. Okay, please. here we go. So you are now going to save AJ Brown. There we go. So you got a full lineup of guys not on by. You are probably throwing this matchup uh, so Ted is going to win, but he is not going to have anybody of note that he can steal from you. He uh, could steal uh, Brady and give me fields. He could steal Brady <laughs> and give you fields. Or, or if you're Ted, do you kind of know you're going to win this matchup and you st- and you go pick up the worst quarterback you can find and start him instead, and then he does get Brady, but then you get, I don't know, Case Keenum. Or Trace McSorley, the game <laughs> within the game. This is this is when the vampire league gets interesting. Ted very much looks like he's going to get to three and seven, but does not look like he's going to be able to get much of an advantage uh, from this lamp up scrub. He'll know, pick
1: like, up Kirk. Like if he wins,
0: he'll get uh, Kirk. Sure. Or Cook. He could get Kirk. Kirk is probably because he's got fields and quarterback is pretty replaceable. Kirk is probably the guy. He's probably more reliable than uh Curtis Samuel or Josh Palmer. He's probably probably on level with Josh. He's probably like a good Josh Palmer, I guess. So yeah, if this is the lineup you're rolling out, then that's probably how he ends up going. But yeah. uh okay. Well this, you know, I mean your team at full strength isn't a whole lot better than what you're rolling out this week, but it is a little bit better. Uh so okay. schedule.
1: Do you want to talk about last week where I got I'm um, pretty sure high score. high point? It, in which league? In Vampire? Yeah, I, got, I got close to second.
0: No, you got the like third. I got one third. third. Uh, it was not the highest score because I got the highest score because I always get the high sure. score. Sure. My, my uh, if I played everybody every week record is now 72 and six. Uh, just sure. in case you're curious. All right, so back to Ted's team. So Ted, probably going to get a win this week against your trash bag team. Uh, then he's got Justin's team coming up after that, which uh he beat earlier this year and is not one of the higher scoring teams so perhaps he can get himself to four and seven and then he gets a little bit tougher he's got my team uh which is the top scoring team in the league and then he's got danny's team which is kind of middle of the pack but feisty and then christina's team which is the fourth highest scoring team in the league so Good chance to get himself to four and seven. Going to need some things to break right to get any more wins than that, I would say. I, I don't think he can get above 500, but there's a chance that he could get to six and eight, maybe. And does six and eight get into the playoffs? I don't know. We've got five teams at four and five. The four through eight spots are all four and five. So if he can beat a couple of them and maybe the top teams continue to beat those four and five teams, then maybe, just maybe, Ted can get in. All right, well, that's probably enough time uh, out of your busy, busy schedule this week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We had a lot of fun. Uh, This podcast is not going to be an hour and a half, or actually it might be very very close to an hour and a half but uh we'll try to get you out of here <laughs> some time to absorb all the information so guten tag from sweden
1: bye for now